0: We're ready for two very informative yet fun days at the CAA World Congress of Sports. And this is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Abe Madcor. I'm joined by a special guest today on the buzzcast as SVJ's media reporter, John Oran, joins me as we preview the CAA World Congress of Sports. John, going to be quite a couple of days. Abe, everybody is going to be here. We have uh, elite commissioners. We have the most influential people in sports business, team owners, ever. it's gonna be a good couple of days. And we have Bill Simmons on Wednesday, and that should be a lot of fun. Today we have some one-on-ones, and they're very, very high profile names. We've got first your interview with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. What do you think the message is that Adam Silver's gonna share with the attendees? Well, I have a couple of things that I wanna ask him about. The RSN business,
1: of course, with the NBA, the upcoming media rights deal, that they're doing. But
0: Adam's coming right off of signing a CBA. So we're going to really dive into that as well. You know, John, there hasn't been a lot of public comment yet on the CBA. I don't think it's signed yet. So we'll see how far he'll delve into it. But a lot of issues he hasn't talked about publicly, such as the new luxury tax tier, such as the new, they did something to try to ease load management. They also did not touch the age entry for the nba so there are a lot of things in there that you could get into with him don't forget the in-season tournament too that they're going to start up that's fun because that's right up your alley because they'll take that to the media rights holders because that'll be a new media package that they take to the market some more money coming in for for media rights absolutely let's stay with the nba because i've got steve Ballmer, and after you watch the game on sunday where the Suns and the clippers played and the clippers squeaked out Game one it was fun to see his Emotion and reaction to the game in such a close, close game. He is so fun on stage because he wears his passion on his sleeve. He's so excited. And of course, John, we're going to talk a lot about the Dome, which is under construction just about 10 miles from where we will be at LA Live. And you could see it when you flew over to land at
1: LAX. And again, I'm the media reporter, so I'm stuck on media rights. Who else do I want to hear from other than Steve Ballmer in terms of the local media rights scene? He's been trying to take control of those media rights for quite a while. And his perspective on what's going on
0: and how he can profit from it is something that I definitely want to hear. You know, we also have someone who's really going to probably talk to you a little bit in the green room before he goes on stage, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred. And what a time to speak to him because a couple weeks in the season, the rule changes are playing to great reviews. I went to Dodger Stadium on Sunday, and it was noticeable to see the pace of play. But you continue to be on top of this RSN story because you wrote about how Cincinnati is now the market that people should really be paying attention to when it comes to the RSN issue. While well,
1: the Reds own part of Valley Sports Ohio. And so because that's a joint venture, it's not part of this Diamond uh, bankruptcy. It's sort of separate from it. So Diamond has told the Reds that they're not going to pay on time. They still have 15 days to make a payment. If they don't, and I got to say, right now, it looks like it's likely that they won't. MLB believes that the rights are going to revert back to the team. They're going to go to MLB. And this will be potentially the first time that MLB will take over the local rights and start to
0: produce games as a, as an RSN. And I know you talked a lot about this on your great Martian and Iran sports media podcast. But for listeners of the Buzzcast, that means that the reds or baseball would go out and they would rehire really the contractors who do those games they would have the same production crew it would probably look and feel and sound pretty similar people
1: that i talk to within baseball they insist that everything is ready to go abe they the uh, people that produce the games are freelancers the uh and so they'll be able to come over easily their trucks you know companies that have the production trucks in there they'll be able to get them the announcers increasingly they're being hired by the teams. So they're not even sort of set with it with it the RSN either. So for if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Reds, you're gonna be able to tune in and see what looks almost like the identical telecast,
0: except for it will be on a different channel position. And to your earlier point, that is baseball's kind of vision and really best hope, that they get these rights back and that these games are offered by them or the individual teams rather than a third party. And here's the problem,
1: the money, that they're going to be able to get is not nearly going to be as much as the RSNs have been paying. Uh, I, I'm dying to get to know more about the deals. Uh, I, I hear that MLB has rights in place with DirecTV, with Spectrum, which is a main cable uh, system in in the Cincinnati area. I want to see what those deals look like. Cause there's no way that
0: they're spending as much on on the, these games as they do on a traditional RSN. And for the listeners, that means that if your team, it could mean 30 to 50 percent less. Could be in terms of your local media right. I don't want to speculate, but it certainly means less. So let's move on because you know you have a good interview. This afternoon, you'll be talking to Nick Khan. And Nick Khan, of course, you and I both know him, one of the most charismatic people in all of sports business, coming off a big deal between the WWE and Endeavor at valued at $9 billion. This will be an interesting interview. Yeah,
1: And uh, WWE just did a deal with Fanatics that we just broke today where they're going to be handling their international licensing as well. We're, we're going to be talking about Ende- the Endeavor deal, why uh, WWE picked Endeavor uh, and what that's going to look like moving forward. WWE's media rights are coming up, and we'll be taking a look at how he sees the market. Nick Khan is a very strategic executive when it comes to the market,
0: and he, he uh, has really good opinions about how this is all moving forward. He does have a good insight into pretty much every major issue in sports business or an opinion on it that's pretty well-informed. Exactly. Yeah. And so we also, you talked about Fanatics. We have Michael Rubin. You know, Michael Rubin's used the World Congress, John, as almost like an annual, not state of Fanatics discussion, but to talk about where his company is going, where it is now, because I remember a couple of years ago where he really laid out that vision and said, in five years, Fanatics will be a hub for betting, for potentially tickets for your merchandise, for your collectibles, for your NFTs, potentially even for your media coverage and media games, It maybe is getting there, but it's not there yet. So we'll get to talk to him a little bit about where he is in that process. Do you see them as a player in future media talks?
1: Uh, that That's something that's out there. I know they, they've kicked the tires. They're sort of a white knight for for the league, somebody that comes in that they already have a relationship with. So it's, it's something that, that there's potential there. But I'm, I'm not ready to say that they're definitely going to be doing it yet. But Abe, I got a question for you. You got
0: Steve Ballmer. You got Michael Rubin. You got to have your energy up, man. Well, I had my energy up. As you can tell by my voice, it's one of my favorite days of the year. Day one of the World Congress, as always, it's going to be a full ballroom. And don't forget, we have Stefano Domenicali from Formula One making a rare North American appearance in terms of a big sports business conference. And I... I bet you would agree with me. I get asked more about Formula One these days than any sport. On Monday, I was at a luncheon with some people, and that's all they wanted to talk about. The Vegas race, the Miami race, the Coda race. Formula One is pretty hot, so hearing from Dominic I think, will be very interesting. And Drive to Survive,
1: I'm always uh, impressed by how many people that aren't really sports fans that watch that series.
0: Good point, John. And we'll hear from Paul Martin and Box to Box, the company behind Drive to Survive, Great point, and full swing among other sports stocks on Wednesday. So a really good thread there. But hey, before
1: we wrap up, I got—I have a, a media panel coming up at the end of the day with uh, with Fox, ESPN, and NBC. And you want to talk about where, where where the future of uh, sports rights are going? Yeah, they're the, they're going to be the ones that are going to lay out the roadmap for that.
0: Well, you have Burke Magnus, who of course is involved in every major deal at ESPN. I believe Mark Silverman, Rick Cordell. You also have WSC Sports, and they're in the mix, a lot of interesting media areas as well. And I think that media will be a theme, a major theme throughout the two days. I also think there'll still be a lot of discussion on disruption. I think women's sports is going to be a topic on pretty much every panel because, John, you and I have talked about this where that has seemed to be a growing thread across the entire sports business. You know, we've met with a financial
1: analysts and uh, and people that actually invest money in this. They see women's sports to a person. They see women's sports as the biggest potential for growth in the sports business. It caught me off guard when, that, when they, 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 they said it and I'm th- I'm starting to see
0: that there's going to be some payoff on that as well. And for the listeners of the Buzzcast, I'd just leave you with this. Los Angeles is a happening market right now when it comes to sports business. There is so much going on in this marketplace. And, of course, there's a lot of enthusiasm for the World Cup. And, of course, there's enthusiasm for the Olympic Games. But, yes, they want to bring another Super Bowl here. They just had a very successful WrestleMania here with the WWE at SoFi Stadium. And there's going to be the U.S. Open here in June. And we also know they recently hosted the college football playoff championship. So again, a very hot market. And so I think that's going to be an undercurrent too, because we have a great session on Wednesday, just on the LA sports scene. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that one. Any other takeaways or insights or predictions on what you think we may hear over the two days? I think that we're going to
1: hear that there's a, I'm not ready to say there's disarray in the media business. But there's a lot of fluctuation and people are trying to figure out just when they should go toward to, to the streamers of Amazon and, and, and Apple or w- whether or not to stick with the
0: traditional main media companies that bring in the biggest audiences. Well, we'll give you a recap of day one and preview day two for the Morning Buzzcast on Wednesday. For John Aran, I'm Abe Madcore. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, April 18th. It is Tax Day. Hope everybody has a great tax day. Remember, stay healthy, be good to each other. We'll speak to you tomorrow.